So this is uh, the Sunday before Lent begins. Uh, is always what is called in the church Transfiguration Sunday. Um, it's one of those mountaintop experiences. Uh, as Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up to this mountain, and you just heard the experience that they have. Um, and I'm going to back up before I talk about that uh, to say, you know, while for Peter, James, and John, this was a dramatic, transforming experience for them with Jesus. Uh, in some way, it changed everything, but just like a lot of things in life, there are other moments where probably it changed nothing, you know. Uh, but I want you to think for a second about big change moments in your life. Um, you know, when you have big change moments, sometimes you're the one who initiates that change. Um, sometimes because you realize this is something you need to do. Um, sometimes because you feel like you don't really have the choice, and, but you're willing to dive in um, to do what you think has to be done. Sometimes big change moments are thrust upon us and we don't like it. Sometimes later we learn to like it. You know, I, it's just popping into my head. I remember when, when Bridget and Rick were little and we were in Nebraska for four years and, and uh, we left Nebraska because we just didn't see a future there for where we were for us or even our, our kids. Um, they were so mad at us because their whole life was there, you know. Um, that's when we came to Spokane. Um, but now they thank us. <laughs> so, sometimes that happens in big change moments, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes big change moments happen through a long process of what we call in the church discernment, where you're, you're talking to a lot of people, you're considering a lot of options, you know something inside of you says you need to do something different or you feel a pull to a certain direction. Often when people decide they want to be um, a pastor like myself, they often tell stories of those dramatic moments and sometimes they're finally hearing and responding to something they always felt was there and other times they feel like some of the prophets in the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, they say, I don't want to do this, God. <laughs> But you do it anyway. Um, so take a second and think about some big change moments in your life. I'm just going to leave a little bit of quiet time for you to get some of those moments in your life into your head. So hopefully you have one or two those kind of moments uh, in your mind, just, just kind of live with them as we continue to talk through some of this. So you know, Peter, James, and John are going up to this mountain with Jesus, uh, and like all of us, they carry their own baggage with them, right? Even on the good side, they carry everything that they know from their Jewish tradition about what's important, right? And how things are supposed to be. And 
when we get those things inside of us, whether it's we get them sometimes in our own lives through how we grew up as a family. You know, we look at somebody else's family and say, how could they do that? My family would never do that, you know? And these things get in deep inside of us. You know, the values that we have. Maybe it wasn't family, maybe it was somewhere else where things got deeply instilled. Maybe it was in church, you know, and you got all excited about it, and this is what church is about, and then a few years later it was all gone and it all changed. It was still called church, but it wasn't anything like what you, what first drawn you, what had first really captured you, you know. Um, so this is kind of what happens to Peter, James, and John when they go up there. They have, it turns out, expectations. I mean, they're all excited when they see Moses and Elijah appear. Now, why Moses and Elijah? There's a lot of speculation about that. But I think it's fair to say that um, in Jewish tradition, there are two things that are really important. Um, the law and the prophets. Okay? Um, they both give direction to what we're supposed to be doing. The first five books of the Bible, starting with Genesis, um, are considered the, the, the Torahs, the books of the law. And Moses, of course, is, is right in the middle of all of that, in the Exodus story and all of that sort of thing. So he becomes the symbol. They often, they, there was a time in which they thought Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. We, we know he didn't now, but, um, but this was his... You know, his name got attached to being representative of the, the law that held the Jewish people together. Um, and then Elijah uh, represents all the prophets and, uh, and the call to, res to respond, to listen to God and respond to that call to God even when it seems crazy. And even when you're reluctant to do it. Um, so, what Peter, James, and John want to do when they when they see this dazzling scene, you know, Jesus being transformed and then Moses and Elijah appearing, is they want to settle into that because they're following Jesus, right? So now what they're seeing in that moment is how Jesus fits in to the way it's always been. Right? To the way it's always been. Right on the cusp of when it's all going to change. You know? Um, Turns out Jesus, we hear and hear it, is taking them up to the mountain to help them understand what's going to happen in Jerusalem on his final visit there and how it's going to change everything. And we're going to get to that through the Lenten season and Holy Week, right? We're going to, we're going to hear all of those stories again. And, and they're pretty intense stories. Um, so... What's clear is Peter, James, and John want to fit Jesus in to the old way of being church, you might say, you know, and now we just have another pillar of it all. That's our Jesus. So now we have Moses and Elijah and Jesus. It's all settled. Um, but instead, as the voice that often comes, the voice from heaven comes and basically says, you know, Listen to Jesus. This is not what we're settling into. This is where we've come from. This is not where we're going. 
Are you ready for the transformation? Are you ready to be refigured in a new way? Are you ready to follow this Jesus into what's coming in the Great Holy Week, in the Good Friday, in the Easter, in what it all means? Are you ready for this? Now, we may all say we are ready for it. Maybe we don't. But even those of us who say we're ready, what we find out in our daily life experience is we are connected so strongly to the way we got comfortable with everything being. We really resist going into new territory. But yet, you know, one of the other stories we could have read in here was a story about Moses and the whole Exodus story. But the, the, whole, the whole Exodus story, and then it parallels the story of Jesus, is moving out of our old bondage that's tied us down into freedom, into a new land, into a new place, into new possibilities, a totally foreign situation. Right? And what's built into the Lenten journey story and what's built into the Exodus story is that it's not a snap of fingers. It's got to be a long process to get from here to there. So we human beings have a number of things to overcome. Just like Peter, James, and John had to deal with. It's not only that we want to stay comfortably in the whole place. You know. Um, but it's also, even if we say, yes, I want this new place, now I understand it. The problem, we don't want, we never want the process, do we? We never want to take the steps to get there. We want to, as we say in the Star Trek world, we want to transport to the new place. <laughs> and arrive instantly. Mix up a few of my molecules, get it done quickly, and we'll let me get there, right? That's what we want. You know? um, so this is uh, kind of an announcement, you might say, from Jesus to Peter, James, and John. Uh, are you ready? Because this is coming. It's going to be dramatic, and it's going to be different. You know, and I just want to tie in a couple of other things. I don't mean to get controversial about some of these things, but, um, but we're dealing with a lot of that kind of stuff about going from old into new. Um, you know, just in our lifetimes, there's been so much change in most of our lifetimes, more than ever maybe in human history. Some of the things that seem to have been built into us about understanding our identity. Because isn't, isn't this really what it's all about eventually? If you don't feel comfortable in who you are and knowing who you are, it's hard to walk out the door in the morning and put a good face on, isn't it? You know? You know those moments when you get a phone call that shakes you right before you have to head to work. It's really hard, right, to, to switch it on. And um, it shakes us. And we're going through that stuff in our whole culture right now. Every single hot-button issue out there has to do with the power struggle between the old way we understood ourselves and I'm not saying because it's old that it's wrong. I'm not saying that at all. 
sometimes you move from a wrong thing into a right thing. Sometimes you move from a right thing into another right thing. Sometimes maybe you should stay there. You shouldn't take everything that's new as automatically good. So please don't understand that I'm saying that. But we are unsettling within uh, all of us in this generation all the identities about who we are. You know, from gender roles to sexual orientation, to gender identity, to the understanding with issues around climate change about what our relationship with this earth that we live on is all about, and what is our responsibility, and what are we supposed to do, and how are we supposed to connect to it, and how are we supposed to take care of it. Um, I could go on through a million different issues, but every single one of them, it's kind of a Peter, James, and John issue here. It's an issue of having been rooted in something that were, got us to be sure and clear so we could walk out the door in the morning. Um, and even when we saw the next new opportunity, always having it be rooted to where we came from. Because what we don't want to do is blow up where we came from and go into something new. We can't handle that, can we? You know, after a while, if we do that enough times, we lose totally track of who we are. Um, you know, and we're in a crisis of that right now. We, we, we don't understand ourselves as a culture, who we are, and how we're connected to one another, and how we're supposed to live with one another. And, you know, does everybody get to just name their own identity and say who they are, and whatever you say about yourself is true? Um, you know, I mean... It's really complicated. I'm trying not a few words here not to try to make it sound simple. It's not just a let go of the old and move into the new. Um, it's actually a deeply understand where we've come from. Deeply understand what has made me who I am today. And deeply understand what part of me uh, is holding back from me being fully what God has created me to be something I'm going to have to let go of in order to move forward. What? What is that? What might that be? Um, you know, in the best sense of the term, that's what we do in the body of Christ. That's what we do in church. This stuff's all complicated. We figure out how to support each other in that. We pray with each other. We discern with each other by sharing, you know, I was through that five years ago, and this is what happened to me, you know. Um, we tell stories to each other, right? So the question as we enter the Lenten season, starting on Wednesday, is where is your journey beginning? Where is it right now? Where are you feeling solid about who you are? What has been shaken in you? that makes you unsure about who you are. Right? How does being a follower of Jesus help you understand more deeply who you are? How ready are you if God's calling you to a new place, to a new way of being? How ready are you to move forward? Or do you just want to settle in and pitch tents Say, no, not yet. Yeah. Um, 
there is no one answer. But the question, the spiritual question is how it is we can position ourselves to be open. To be open to hearing the voice of God in our lives. Um, and to consider what needs to happen next. Because the one thing that is really clear as we consider this Transfiguration Sunday and we consider this dramatic thing that Peter, James, and John is going through, every story, every big story in our sacred text is about going from where we are to where God believes we can be. Imagery to go from our current bondage to our new freedom in God in the promised land. You know? And that's like the picture. So we can look at our own lives and say, where am I on the journey? Am I on the journey or do I don't want to have that journey? And those of us who have lived many, many, many decades, well, I'm sorry, we have to look at sacred texts, you know, you can go back to Abram, Abraham, and Sarah. Um, they, they were pretty old when God called them to go on a new journey in their lives. Um, and so, the spiritual part of it is always about going from where we are more deeply into the heart of God, more deeply where God is calling us to be, where the opportunity for all the promises of God to be fulfilled in our lives can happen. Um, so I hope you'll take this uh, Lenten time to listen to that voice from heaven that sometimes actually emerges inside of you when, we're, when we look at things clearly. And that you're willing to take the 40 days of Lent with kind of intentionality of saying, I hope, I hope I'm on a journey to a new place during this, this Lent season. And I hope we can share some stories about that together. So may God bless us in the Lenten time coming and on our journey together. And whenever we're in a circle, sometimes we'll have big conversations, sometimes smaller, but I will always give a moment um, in the circle if anyone wants to say anything in response, in response to what you've heard. <laughs>